Welcome to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. Thank you, Lord. God, we thank you that we can stand in your presence here this morning. And Holy Spirit, you truly are welcome here. Come and do a mighty work in each of our lives. Father, empower us to do what we cannot do on our own, to live beyond the limitations of the natural realm, that you would endure us with power this morning, each and every one of us, Lord circumstance, the situation we face. Lord, we thank you that you are here. Father, as we talk about money this morning, I pray that we'd be able to talk about it with open and expectant hearts. That God, you would be with us in the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody said, come on, can we give God a mighty hand clap this morning? Take your seats, give somebody a hug, tell somebody they look beautiful, they smell great. Thank you, team. Jordan, Zoe, Lozzie, we love you. Can we tell the band they just do an amazing job every week? It's a tough gig. They have to look at us every week. We come in and we're tired. They've had to shake themselves off two hours earlier, and you guys are absolutely brilliant. Does anybody here play any instruments? The kazoo? The tr- You're on next week, Drew. The ukulele? Carl, I see you scratching your head. That's not you? It's, no? If you do, if you're a worship leader, if you can, what do you play, Rob? The double bass. Do you have one? We should get one. We should, uh, we should get you on one week with a violin. Hey, I heard you got healed. We prayed for you and you got healed. So you had pain in your body for how long? Fantastic. Let, let, let's, like, the church is all over the place this morning anyway, so we'll just keep going. Would you tell us your story? You Real quick, how long have you had pain for? You can hold the microphone. I, did, I don't mean to put you on the spot. No, I've got no. a gift of embarrassing people. I could do this to anybody this morning. Yeah. I, just, I just don't know what's going to happen. No, no I've, had, I've had pain for many, many years. Yeah. I, it's, um, I'm an osteopath and I deal with helping people with pain. And... Uh, but it doesn't, um, my, it's a very hard, laborious um, job. And, yes. And I'm very physical in my work when I'm not working in my practice. So We, we prayed about three weeks ago for Rob. He had pain in his body, uh, and, uh, but it left. Yes, yes, it and did. And it ha- hasn't returned. Uh, look, it's, 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 it's much, much better. Fantastic. Yeah, much, much better. That's awesome. Our God heals. That's great. Come on. I also got a, another email this week. Did I say this before? No, I said, I said it to the guys when we were praying. I got an email this week. Um, I, I preached down at Kiwana Waters, C3 Kiwana Waters, a few weeks back. Uh, and a mother sent me an email saying, my daughter's had spina bifida and scoliosis since she was born. Been a lot of pain, always down through her neck, shoulders, hard to concentrate. And uh, we prayed, and she's been healed ever since. So something's happening. And that's, you know, when we do, when we do these prayer requests... I want you believing. I want you stretching out. The miracle's always in the stretch. So I want you stretching out saying, I may only have a a mustard seed size faith right now. I may not be able to see how it's going to happen, but God, I believe. God, I believe you could do something in my world. I need circumstances in my world, in our world, turned around. We're believing for miracles. And I'm telling you, I'm going to extend my faith every opportunity I get because I just want to create space for God to move in my world. Amen? Fantastic. Vision builders, year two. Oh, and I've got a suit on. Do you like that? Oh, not a suit. I've got, I got half a suit. <laughs> yeah, I've got a suit on. Hey, uh, 
I'm excited. I'm a little weird, but I'm excited. I honestly, I love Christmas. Christmas is just phenomenal, but I love vision builders. I love, I'm sick. <laughs> Thanks, John. Honestly, it's, it's like a, an opportunity to let God move in your world. And uh, I, was, I was crunching some numbers this week, and I know the Bible says don't let your left hand know what your right hand's doing, but I want to encourage people this morning. Our Vision Builders program is called All In. I was talking to our team this morning as we we're praying before service, saying, and I'd like to let you know this, there's no compulsion to give. I would love everybody to, but there's no compulsion to. And, and the kind of catchphrase for this program is equal sacrifice, not equal giving. Because what some of us can give, others can't, but it's not about the amount. It's about all in, all together, front-footed, united in vision and purpose, we're going to make a stand for Jesus. Uh, and, and I crunched some numbers this week. Um, over the 20-odd years that Melissa and I have been in C3, participating in all the giving programs and every opportunity to give, we've actually been able to give over $200,000, which I'm, I, I don't regret one dollar of that. I don't regret one cent of that because I've seen what God has done and it's never been massive. I mean, actually, up until this year, it's always been small, consistent amounts. It, you know, this year, praise God, there was a miracle in our world and we were able to put in a one-off check of $30,000 to this church. Uh, and we've, we've made some commitments with the Vision Builders this year of $10,000, which we're about to commit. I am stoked. I am all in. I, I, I believe in this church. I believe in this community. I believe in making a difference to other people's worlds. I love that message. Daryl should have just stayed up here because he, he preached half my message for me. I think he probably did a more eloquent job. Absolutely brilliant. But uh, I, I, want, I want to encourage you. Who, who enjoyed last week's me message by Meng Hao? Faith is. I thought that was phenomenal, just leading into our Vision Builders campaign. He made this statement, and I'm paraphrasing here. Um, Faith is a, a supernatural belief in an all-knowing, ever-present, all-powerful God. A supernatural belief in an all-knowing, ever-present, all-powerful God. As we step out together to make a difference in Noosa and the Sunshine Coast, we may not be able to see or know how it's going to happen, but God does. We may not in and of ourselves have the resources or the power to make happen what we're stepping out into, but God does. And, and he's with us every step of the journey. So I'm, like I said, I, I love to give and I'm a little crazy like that, but I, I'm just excited about what God's going to do. And I asked Ange this week to get us an update from last year's pledges, and we're just on $40,000, close to $40,000 when a little bit of money comes in this week. Uh, $40,000 that you have a church, as a church has, have brought in that's sitting there in a fund gaining interest for when we get our own building. So we're about getting a building, we're about local missions, we're about overseas missions. And, you know, we're talking about money and one another. And it's not always an easy subject to discuss in church because the church over the years has just got a bad net. We're just about money. Well, we're not about money. We're about people. We've always been about people. We'll always be about people. That's our focus. That's our passion, bringing change and difference and transformation to people's worlds. However... Money makes it a whole lot easier to do something, to help somebody. So, you know, there's that scripture in the Bible that says, if somebody comes up to you and says, I'm cold, don't just pat them on the back and say, be blessed and send them on their way. Actually, give them a jacket. If somebody says, I'm hungry, don't you say, you'll be right, mate. Fantastic. Give them a bowl of food. 
that, that it takes resources, it takes money to do what we need to do, what God calls us to do, and therefore, unashamedly, we'll step out and talk about money. And I had a great conversation this week with a good friend of mine, Garth Ball, who's been running the Bible College, and online Bible College down at Oxford Falls um, for the last few years now. And he and his beautiful young wife, they're in their 20s, are stepping out to plant C3 Nairobi in Africa. In, in the next few weeks, they're getting on a plane. And so I've decided that out of our missions budget, we're going to partner with them. And monthly, for the first year, we're going to send some money over to them to help them start Plant C3 in Nairobi. So I want to uh, congratulate you this morning and say, you not only have we started this church, but we're a part of a new church plant that's going out, stepping out. There's other churches that are going to partner together. So why don't you guys give yourself a hand this morning? Our efforts are making a difference. And like Daryl said, it's bringing change and transformation because we live beyond ourselves. And I just want to kind of put a few parameters this morning around vision builders and talk to you why we would do vision builders, how we do do vision builders, the net effect and what we're looking to achieve. And we'll do that more in the next few weeks. But I just want to say, please put the 28th in your calendar, 28th of June, two weekends away, not next weekend, the weekend after. So come together and let's celebrate. Last year we had tables out there we had a beautiful spread of food it doesn't cost anything the church is putting it on I would love you to be there if even if you said you know what we're not giving that's okay please come and celebrate what we're doing as a church come and be a part of you know this great day bring your friends let everybody know let's get every seat filled there's a ton of people away today maybe they thought I was going to press really hard and ask for bank account details and social social security numbers that's next week so if you want to stay away that's no just kidding we don't do that fantastic Hey, uh, I love what Daryl was sharing, and I was actually wanting to share out of that same piece of scripture, because we see in 1 Timothy, you know, chapter 6, Paul talking to Timothy, his trusty sidekick, his spiritual son. This would be like Batman speaking to Robin, and he's, he's in, instructing him, and as he rounds out his first, you know, letter to the Corinthians, he's bringing some instruction. And starting in verse 11, it says, But you, O man of God, flee these things and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay a hold of eternal life to which you are also called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. In saying what I said before about, you know, we've been able to give a decent amount of money over an amount of time, it's always been a fight. We've made a commitment, we've stepped out into it, we have done it, but it's been a fight. But what I love here is it says, flee certain things, pursue other things, and fight the good fight. The life that we're called to as Christians is, is, is life in an army, life in a regimented discipline unit. And God says, don't live certain ways, do live other ways, and you will be blessed. And not only will you be blessed for you, you'll be a blessed so blessing can flow through you to other people. And I love this, it says, I urge you in the sight of God who gives life to all things. If you feel like you don't have life, go after God. The reason we would step out in Vision Builders is because we want to bring life to every person we come in contact with. We want to bring life to Noosa. We want to bring life to the Sunshine Coast. How do we do that? We create a space for God because where God is, there is life, there is vision, there is freedom, there is direction. That's why we will do what we do. And it says, who gives life to all things and before Christ Jesus, who witnessed the good confession before Pontius Pilate, that you keep this commandment without spot, blameless until our Lord Christ's appearing. It goes down into verse 17. 
part that Daryl shared, command those who are rich in this present age not to be haughty, nor to trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God. And I don't know about you, we need money. We need find it personally, not just as a church, but, but personally. And it's so easy to default to, I know I've got $1,000 coming in this week. I know I've got, you know, Justin's story this morning about there was nothing in the bank account and I didn't know what was going to happen. I, we've had that 20 times in our life where 11th hour, last minute, God has turned up and there's been, a, there's been miracle provision in our world. But the only reason there can be a miracle harvest in your life is because there's been miracle seeds sown. There, there, there's been seeds sown into, in, by faith into the unknown going, God, I believe. God, I believe. I remember, and I think I've shared this before, Melissa and I signed the mortgage documents on our first house. We're young kids, we're pumped, we've just signed this mortgage document. You know, I was, I was on an apprenticeship wage, you were working as an administrator and a dance teacher, and we're thinking, let's just do this, this is awesome, the great Aussie dream. The next day, I went surfing in massive surf, and I snapped my foot. My, my, I actually broke every bone in the top of my foot, and my foot hit my shin. So, so I, was, I, I didn't walk, I, I was in a cast for two months, longer, four months in the cast that was either they pin and plate everything or they re-break it, set it straight. And so I was in a cast for four months on a crutch uh, and then I had a walking cane. I didn't work for nine months. So we just signed our first mortgage documents and I didn't work for nine months. My job where I was working held my position and I don't know how, we never missed one payment. I had no money coming in. We never missed one payment, never went without. God provided every step of the way. And I can only put it down to God's faithfulness being returned back into our lives for the, the steps that we'd taken and the seeds that we'd sown. And like, like Daryl was saying, don't put your trust in uncertain riches, but in a living God who gives us richly all things to enjoy. And then I love this. Let them do good, that they be rich in good works ready to give, willing to share, storing up from themselves a good foundation for the time to come that they may lay hold of eternal life. I love that. That they, may, they store up riches in their good works. It's, it's a good thing to step out. You know, there's another scripture that says, let us not grow weary in doing good. It, it, it can be a wearying process to keep giving out and keep giving out, and keep giving out. But all I know and all I've experienced is as I give out, God gives to me. As I give out, God pours into my world. He makes provision. It comes from the left. It comes from the right, before me, behind me. I don't know how it's going to happen, but it happens. And you know what? I, I'm that simple that I'm just going to keep doing what works for me. What works for me is honoring God because every time I honor Him, His faithfulness pours back towards our life and we experience His goodness. And you know in the word where it says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good? We, we taste and see God's goodness all the time. And I, I can only put it down to the fact that I believe. I believe what the word says. I believe Psalm 1 where it says, blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the wicked or sits in the way of sinners or stands in the way of mockers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, he meditates day and night. He'll be like a tree planted by streams of living water that yields its fruit in season. Whatever he does shall prosper. 
whatever, it doesn't matter if you're delivering papers or you're the head of a bank, if you're laying pipes or you're laying, you know, electrical, it doesn't matter, whatever he does prospers. If you're put off from work or you got a new job, if you got a pay rise or you got overlooked, it doesn't matter, whatever he does prospers because he's planted and he's settled and he's secured and he's committed to the plans that God's called him towards. And I just believe that. And, uh, you know, I don't know if any of you have noticed, but our hashtag for C3 Noosa is together we're better. Together we're better. You know, the, the Holy is all in, one another. Together we're better. Everybody look to your neighbor and say, together we're better. I believe that. I believe that the McCuddens and the Holcombs are better together. I, I believe that Daryl and Ann Jordan and Jenny and Vincent are better together. The Bible says that one may set 1,000 to flight, two can set 10,000. As we combine our efforts, not equal giving, but equal sacrifice. Some, for some people, $10 a week will be a sacrifice. I want to encourage you, sacrifice. To some people, it might be 1,000 a week. And if you can do that, and if God's given the provision and the flow into your world, do that. Because we want to make a difference. We want to we do not only assist church plants, we want to do local missions, overseas missions. We partnered with Compassion this year, and we, and we saw 22 young kids sponsored. Unbelievable, phenomenal. In the coming year, yeah, it's, it's awesome. We're going we're gonna to step out, and we're going to do missions trips over there, and we're going to build houses, and we're going we're to make a difference. But together, we're better. Together, we achieve more. You know, it says... Um, in, in Deuteronomy 32.30, as I, as I mentioned, one can set a thousand to flight. You can achieve a lot by yourself. But two don't set 2,000 to flight. Their efforts in God are multiplied and they set 10,000 to flight. I love the fact that God chooses us to work together. He doesn't want lone rangers. He doesn't want, you know, rogue soldiers out there on their own trying to take down. I heard about that young Australian man that went to Afghanistan to fight ISIS by himself. I thought, noble intentions, great cause, wrong way of doing it. They're going to pick you off, they're going to kill you, and you're just going to be another statistic. You'd be better to join the army, get deployed, work together, and release the whole force of the army against this evil. Another thought, but anyway. Life's not meant to be done in isolation. It's always meant to be done together. And life's not meant to be done just for me. What I can get, what I want, what I need. When it's just about me, it's a little life. It's a frustrating life, and it's, it's actually insatiable. Because when it's just for me, and I get the new car, I want the better car. I get the house, now I want a bigger one. Now I want a better one. Now I want the one with the water view. And then the, the neighbor's still got a better house than me. Now I want, because I'm living for me. I'm comparing. But when we work together, it comparison falls away and it's what can we do together what can we achieve how can we change lives together and make a difference amen you know there's a great saying that um it takes a village to raise a child one another we we can make a difference we can raise spiritual kids we can we can impact our society i, I think through two years ago it was melissa and i our three kids um joel felicity and parker that was it that was church you know, we're going through our membership list now and there's close to 150 people on the church membership. God's doing something. Together we're better. Together 
We're changing lives. We're seeing people saved. We're seeing people healed. We're seeing people delivered and set free. And our efforts are multiplied even beyond the walls of this church. In 1 Kings 5, it says this. It says, but uh, this is Solomon speaking. He says, but now the Lord my God has given me peace on every side. I have no enemies and all is well. So I am planning to build a temple to honor the name of the Lord my God, just as he has instructed my father David. For the Lord told him, your son, whom I will place on your throne, um, will build the temple to honor my name. I love this. He says, because God has given me peace, because he's brought me to this place. My, my father was a man of war. There was, there was never peace in our area, but now God has brought us to a place of peace. Now I will build. Now I will build a place of honor for my God. I think it needs to be a focus in each of our lives that we go, God, I know you're in my life. I know you're for me and not against me. I know your word says that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. You've brought peace and security into my life, I'm going to honor you. I'm going to build a place of honor for your name that brings glory to my God. And, and it's an easy thing to step into a place of, I praise and worship and I lift my hands. It's a harder thing to say, now I'm going to bring my resources, put my money where my mouth is, and I'm going to commit to building the very thing that Jesus Christ laid his life down for, the house of God. And uh, I, as I'm reading through this, I realize that God anoints people and seasons to build the the very things that glorify his name. I believe we're a called and anointed people, called to take ground for God in this area, to, to get a building as a permanent facility so we can create the C3 center that'll be a place for mums and bubs. There'll be a cafe, there'll be you know, counseling services, there'll be a place of worship and then a place of worship for our kids and our youth ministries. And from that, then we'll be able to do op shops, food parcel centers, whatever we call those things. We'll be able to, do you know what I mean? Just impact our community because we've taken a step, that we've stepped out in God. You know, and I just want to remind us that at, at C3 Noosa, our mission or purpose is loving God, loving people, and serving the community. We can't do that just staying here and not going. We have to go. We have to step out. We have to stretch for that to become a reality. The way we do this is we love God, we worship together, we, we get together as a community, we fellowship and we honor Him. Then we get in each other's lives and we love each other. Any person that comes in this door, they are welcome in this place, that, that we're interested in them, we want to help them, we want to see their lives benefited and bettered because they came here. And then we meet people's needs and we heal people's hurts. That, that's our aim as a church. The culture that we're, we're trying to set, that, that we would like to be uh, known by, is that one of faith, hope, and love. People would know we're spirit-filled, we're connect-driven, we're fun-loving, and we're generous. As a church, and as the leadership of this church, we want to see people's lives transformed through encounter. Through encountering not only God's people, but a good and loving God that is all-powerful and that can change their circumstance. Amen? And honestly, at the heart of what we believe, who we are um, is, is that God wants us to go and make disciples. He wants us to live beyond ourselves, that we would see beyond our own lives. You know, honestly, the day I got saved, I felt like God said, uh, I've got your back, now go and get my people. And it didn't even make sense to me at the time. It was like, I've got you. You're cool. We're sorted now. 
Now live for me and go and get others. Go and bring others into the kingdom. That's what it says in Matthew 28. Jesus came and spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And know this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. That's, that's, our, that's our purpose as a church, that we would go out and we would see people hurting. We would see people in need. We would see people needing a, of love and we would grab a hold of them and we would bring them into the fold, into the family and say, you may not have received this before, but we're going to freely give it to you. You're welcome here. You're welcome into the family. You're welcome into the, God loves you and so do we. And what I love about that is he, he goes on to say, I've got all power. I'm sending you out in that power and I'm going to come with you. I'm with you to the end of the age. I've sent my Holy Spirit to be with you, to be in you, to flow through you. You're not doing this alone. So even as a church, as we step out, the good thing about stepping out even into the unknown, stretching ourselves to give towards the vision and the mission, and I would ask you, we can all just come up with a figure, that's easy. I would ask you to pray about it. God, what would you have? You've called me personally. You see, Melissa and I are called to do certain things, and we will always stretch ourselves, and I always want to be leading the way. But what has God called you to do? Because we all have a part to play in the kingdom. We don't just attend church. We don't just participate. We're we're all in. This is your house. We're building this together. Credited to your account are going to be the people that come forward and give their lives to Christ on this altar. Credited to your account are going to be the very people that get healed in this house. Credited to your account. So when you go and stand before the Lord, there's going to be a list of all the things that you achieved. Not just by yourself, but because you're a part of the community. You put your hand to the plow, you stepped forward and you stretched out into. I'm grateful that somebody gave to a vision builders program before I got saved. Because there was a church that I was able to walk into. There was a seat that I was able to sit into. There was an altar I was able to walk to to receive Jesus Christ. And people sacrificially gave for years and years and years before I ever got there. And then there was a place for me. And I found my place and I flourished in that place and I started moving forward in life. It's not just about money. And and like I said before, precursor, nobody has to give. But I would ask you to seek God and ask God, how can I partner with this army to make a difference in this time and this region? Amen. Come on, let's give God a hand clap this morning. I haven't even touched the message, so would you give me five more minutes? We're coming back tonight. Hey, uh, the reality of our life in Christ is that God is never going to ask us to do anything that's convenient or easy because then it doesn't require him. God wants us living in faith. You know, the Bible actually says that anything that is not of God, anything that's not of faith is sin. So we can be doing a good thing. But if we're not doing it in faith, it's still a sin, not because it's inherently bad, because God's not attached to it. And and, the Bible says, whatever you do, do it as unto the Lord. He wants us partnering him every step of the way. Every time we step, so he wants us, you know know where it says, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances. 1 Thessalonians, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. You can't be praying 24-7, but you can be God aware. You, you can have an awareness in your word of God. If you speak, I'll listen. If you bring instruction to my word, God, I'll hear your voice. And I will act in accordance. I'll act faithfully. You know, the Bible says if you're willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. 
So when I'm listening to God and he says, son, do this, step out and do this, we've given away cars, I've given away brand new surfboard, like things that meant something to me. You know, they, you know, surfboard to somebody else is like, big deal. You go, so this was my brand new surfboard. I surf three times a day. I, you know, God said, give it away. I'm like, ha, ha. Um, I love watches. I, I love watches. Um, you know, even last week, God said, give your watch to Meng Hao. And I'm like, ha, ha, ha. no. <laughs> but I did, because I had to make sure it wasn't an idol in my world. I had to make sure it didn't have a hold of me, that I was able to let it go. And I didn't want to let it go. I like that watch. I probably like that watch more than Ming Hao. No, I'm just kidding. I hope he doesn't listen to the podcast. Um, Sometimes we've got to go, God, what would you have me give? And here's what I know. If I can give it, he can bring it back to me. If I can release it, that flow can be released towards my life. So I want to encourage you. I haven't even touched anything here on what I was going to say, but Vision Builders is going to be awesome. We're going to have a nice lunch. It's going to be fantastic. Lozzie brought the anointing in and it was all over. Hey, uh, why do we do Vision Builders? Some of you might have been here and you've never been a part of a church that's done a Vision Builders program. And there are a lot of mainline churches that because of the movement, the way they structure things, uh, they, they have buildings given to them or there's land and old buildings passed on. We're not a movement that's set up like that. We're autonomous as churches. The reason we would do a Vision Builders program is Melissa and I stepped out. We felt the call of God to come to Noosa to start this church, and we stepped out on our own and funded uh, the the planning of the church. Uh, So we took money out of accounts that we had saved, and we've put that towards what we've done at the church so far. And that's why even with C3 Nairobi, I want to make it easier for somebody else that's gone before, that's going, so that they don't even have to walk through what we've walked through. They can experience an easier road. The reason we would do it is we believe in taking ground for God. We believe that in in designating and setting up a a permanent facility for his glory, because he deserves the glory, and it should be magnificent, and it should be extravagant, and we won't be silly with what we do, but we will create a space where the presence of God can dwell, and people can be touched, people can enter into salvation and, and be blessed as a result. You know, in Luke 10, starting in verse 25, it says, and behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tested him, saying, teacher, what shall I do to inherit internal life? Not internal life, eternal life. He said to him, um, written is, what is written in the law? Uh, what is your reading of it? So he answered him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, uh, you've answered rightly, do this and you will live. But he wanting to justify himself said to Jesus, and who is my neighbor? Then Jesus answered and said, a certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho. He fell among thieves who stripped him of his clothing, wounded him and departed him, leaving him half dead. Now, by chance, a certain priest came down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by the other side, likewise a Levite. And when he had arrived at the place, came and looked and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, uh, an enemy of this man, somebody that was from a different culture, a different somebody that that they wouldn't usually um, interact with, Um, but a certain Samaritan as he journeyed came where he was and when he saw him he had compassion so he went to him bandaged his wounds pouring on oil and wine and he set him on his own animal brought him to an inn took care of him on the next day when he departed he took out two denarii gave them to the innkeeper and said take care of him and whatever more you spend when I come again I will repay you so which of these three do you think was the neighbor of him who fell among the thieves? And he said, he who, showed him mercy, he who showed mercy on him. Then Jesus said to him, 
go and do likewise. Who is our brother? It's those in Noosa that are hurting, the unlovable, the broken, those that have fallen on hard times, those that have found themselves addicted to substance, those that have found themselves in a broken marriage. Who who is our brothers and sisters? Those that are needing some love and some care. And Jesus said, who who is most Christ-like in this equation? There was a priest who could have done something about it. There was, a, there was a brother from the community who could have done something. But there was a Samaritan, a foreigner, somebody from another place. There'll be people that you come across that you feel like we're from different worlds. We, we've got nothing in common. There's, there's nothing uh, in our worlds that would connect us generally but Jesus. But Jesus, because Jesus, you're the center of it all. Holy Spirit, you're welcome here. See, see, because as, as a community, as a ch- we pray all these things, we declare all these things, we, we have to let the rubber hit the road at some point. We have to earth our faith and say, you know what, I believe what I believe. I'm willing to step out into, I'm willing to stretch, I'm willing to commit, I'm willing to live beyond myself because I want to go and do like him also. I want to make, I want my life to count. And I don't want my life to count for Christian. I got the awesome house. I got the boat, I got the car. You've never seen a hearse followed by a trailer. I'm not saying don't get those things. God will bless you abundantly, but don't let your life be about the possession of earthly things where, it, where I'm consumed and, and I'm not happy or content when I don't have. I would rather give things away and have peace in my world knowing that that's what God's asked of me. And we've, we've regularly done without a lot of things and smiled our way through it because I knew God was smiling on me. And he'll never, he'll never ask of you to just to take from me. He always asks of you to grow you. And I've, I've only ex- ever experienced the growing of God. It's been uncomfortable. You're growing bones hurt and muscles hurt and they're stretching Ella keeps coming to us and saying oh my leg's sore and can you rub it for me and she's growing she's stretching I feel like we're in a time where God wants to stretch us at the beginning of the year we declared that we're going to be 200 by the end of the year and again it's not about the numbers and it's not about the dollars but for every single person that sits in one of these seats that has experienced the touch of God upon their life that has asked Jesus Christ into there, there's another soul in the kingdom. And, and I feel like we're, we're called to be soul winners. As a church, when we open these doors, the reason we open these doors, the reason we hire this hall, the reason we set up early, the reason is so that people would enter into relationship with Jesus. So our heart this morning, why don't we stand to our feet? I'll preach this another time. Is that together we could make a difference for Jesus in our community. You know, Ecclesiastes talks about times and seasons. You may be here for a season, a long season, a short season, but whilst we're together, let's shake the cages of hell and see some people loosed into the kingdom. Let's go after darkness and bring light into its place. There are people that are hurting, people that are broken, people that are suffering that we can make a difference to. Let's do that as a church together, amen? I'm not trying to be heavy or convince you to do something you don't want to do, but church together, let's carry the heart of Jesus Christ. Let that heart pound on the inside of your chest that we would go and make a difference, be a blessing where we're found, amen?
Come on, why don't we lift our hands, close our eyes. Would you leave us in some worship, Lozzie, just for a minute? Come on. Just let God speak to you this morning. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come flood this place and fill the atmosphere. Your glory, God, is what Come on, let's just lift our voices and our hearts this morning. Let God speak to you. closed I just want to make an invitation this morning last week or two weeks ago I was in Victoria Bendigo Victoria and five people gave their lives to Jesus Christ there was great miracles there was great healings the greatest miracle is a person entering into a relationship with Jesus Christ seeing their world and their eternity transformed so while we're here this morning and God is here I'm telling you I feel the Holy Spirit right now if you've never asked Jesus Christ into your life to be your Lord and Savior, and you'd like to do that, I'd love you to raise your hand right now and say, Christian, pray with me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. And if you're here and you used to know Jesus intimately, personally, you you heard his voice, you knew he was leading you and guiding you through life, but you're not walking close anymore. Stuff's happened. Life happened. It got a little messy. Why don't you lift your hand also and say, Christian, pray for me. And you know what? In less than a minute, we're going to pray that Jesus would come into your life. He'd be your Lord and Savior. And then together, we're just going to celebrate the start of a brand new day and a brand new journey. Well, every eye's closed. Who is that here this morning? You're saying, Christian, pray for me. I'm not going to labor this point. Thank you, Lord. You know what? I feel like it's a new day. It's a new day for somebody here. You're walking around with anxieties and fears, confusion in your mind. It's like this dark cloud swirls around your head all day and you need to be free. Who is that? Just lift your hand right now and say, pray for me, Christian. Fantastic. Who else is there? Who else is here this morning? Say, Christian, I need peace in my world. I, you know, the Bible says, may the God of peace bring you hope. Our God is not only a God of peace, but he brings hope to hopeless situations. Who is that this morning? He says, I need hope in the middle of the circumstance I face. Thank you, Lord. Why don't we all just lift our hands? I'm going to pray with this lady at the end of service, but right now I want to declare a blessing over you as we end this service. Like we said earlier, please earmark the 28th of this month in your calendar. Come and celebrate with us. We're going to have the courtyard filled out with tables and food, and it's going to be a celebration of God's goodness and us moving forward as a church. Father, I pray right now that the blessing of heaven would rest upon every single person that stands before me. God, I declare your goodness over their world. I declare peace and the provision of heaven in the middle of their circumstances. Lord, bless them. Bless relationships here this morning. Let health flow into bodies where healing is needed. Father, I thank you for a week of blessing and peace in Jesus' mighty and wonderful name. And everybody said, come on, let's give God a mighty hand clap.
Thanks for listening to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Visit us online at c3noosa.org.